0: Partly what fuels my humour is like getting worked up about stuff. It's actually so important for creators to remember how consistent you have to be. I hate it, this is the yeah. number one issue for me.
1: Film is like my hidden passion, hidden incensed that For some reason, I just don't talk about it
0: on TikTok. They put out a video once every six months. Ten million views every month. On the podcast today, I'm joined by Fred Asquith. How are Hi. you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm gonna I don't want nice to call you an outreach alumni again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and a current outreacher. Fred, yeah. how are you, mate?
1: One of the original outreachers, surely.
0: Very early on.
1: First ten. Oh. First
0: fifteen. At least fifteen. I don't know about ten.
1: How many have you got now? Nearly fifty. So good that isn't it? That is good. It's it's, it's grown. So good. Looking grown
0: you, grown in a way that I hope that you don't feel like it's got to the point where like you're getting forgotten because there's too many people. Cause Mate, that's the goal. I feel
1: like well attended here. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely
0: mint. Phoebe's going to love that.
1: <laughs> no, I love it. Like Phoebe's probably just butting me up, but like she makes, she honestly makes me feel like we've got like a good thing going on, that yeah. she's always looking up for stuff. And then she'll suddenly drop in. She'll be like last yesterday. She was like, Oh yeah, I've signed two new people this week or something. I don't know if that's right. Is it? Too? Yeah. She's,
0: um, yeah. She's been in talks with a couple of people, for and free.
1: I'm like, "Oh right," because yeah. like nothing seems to really change whether no. she gains or loses or whatever. So I
0: think the goal for us was always like when Amy and I started the agency, we weren't managing talent; we were just doing brand deals. Yeah. So we'd work with loads of management agencies, right? And we we saw that the number one issue that talent had with their management is that they didn't feel like they were they were attentive to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they had too many people. Yeah. Under under one manager, so our thing has always been less is more. That you can be attentive and you can, you're never going to be the only person on your manager's roster, but you can kind of feel like that. Do
1: you think by doing it that way, do you think you kind of create your economy? Because I think Mm. that if you kind of turn the creators into like battery hens where you've got like a hundred, you're more likely to do those like 500 quid here and there kind of things. Whereas I think if you focus on them, it's like you get more
0: value out of them. hundred percent. And do you know what? what? It's not even from like a. Sometimes it's not been the most profitable way of doing it because obviously if you've got 150 creators, mm. you don't need any of them doing that well to make money. Yeah. So f- from a profit point of view, it, it's never been the most profitable. From a frankly, from an enjoyment point of view,
1: yeah,
0: it's way more enjoyable to work with a small amount of creators and actually work with them.
1: Probably longevity as well, I would say. Yeah. Because you won't get the turnover. <laughs> no. 100%. I was at two people before I came to this one. Because of that reason, I was like, "This is shit." They just didn't attend to you at all. Yeah. So
0: yeah, it's mad. Um, I do want to start with. You're from Yorkshire. Yeah. I'm from Lancashire. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So War of the Roses. It's a big. It's It's a a big issue. Big rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. It's it's. I used to uh. Used to play rugby in school. Oh yeah. we used to hate people from Yorkshire couldn't have Yorkshire tea do you know what I never ever knew
1: that it was a thing until I went to York (laughs) Uni and York Uni played who would it have been someone from Lancashire oh like Lancaster yeah something like that and it was fucking insane people were like (laughs) I was joking foaming at the mouth and I was like geez. I mean obviously it was a bit of a joke as well yeah but I don't know I guess I was just in scarborough right in the top northeast of yorkshire oh, is so, that where you're from yeah you kind of don't really get i didn't really get any of that no. i think you get it in leeds in that more. yeah you know?
0: probably so yeah. what what brought you down to london then Work.
1: initially it was i am a massive fan of techno music <laughs> I, I do was, want
0: to talk about this because i didn't know you were a dj
1: yeah well i was a dj past tense okay yeah. i'm right, um, a massive fan of techno music and i was like i i just had this like moment after uni where i was like oh bloody hell i should go live in a big city yeah chose between manchester and london just took the first job that i could right Moved down and um
0: what was that job then
1: that was uh like marketing like trafficking do you know what i mean like like um uploading ads right for a marketing Got you. agency yeah okay um it was just like a really menial job and um i just wanted to just go out so yeah. i just came down went out and um that was pretty much me for like four years mm. and then pandemic hit and that was the time where like I just kind of realized I had other hobbies yeah and so then I started to enjoy London other ways and then started TikToking
0: so with the with DJing side of things when did you stop DJing then pandemic yeah because it shut clubs for
1: 18 months right I did pretty well like I'm really happy with how I did the the literally January 2020, two months before the lockdown, Mm. I DJed at Fabric, which is really good. I was really happy with that. Is that that the one that's
0: closed down now, right? No, it did. And then it it reopened. Oh, they reopened it. Yeah.
1: So for me, that was like loving it, kind of did what I wanted to do there. Mm. Um, Obviously, I was like bottom rung of like a very, very tall ladder. I could have gone a lot further Mm. if I was talented enough. But I wasn't. So by the time the pandemic hit, I was like, do you know, what? I kind of just did what I could have done. Yeah. I was happy with that. So I just kind of said, I'll pack it in.
0: Fair enough. I, yeah. I think one of the, because you mentioned that the fact that you came down to London to do a marketing job. And I think one of the things I want to talk to you about the most is the fact that yeah. you had a quote unquote real job before being a full time creator.
1: Do a lot of people not have that?
0: No. Do they not? Well. I, well, I guess because
1: they start younger, maybe. I think
0: it depends on the type of creators that each individual management manages, but especially for our roster, we've got a very young roster. I think like the average age is like, and this is just a number from thin air, but about 22, 23. So a lot of them haven't had like, they might've had part-time jobs, but they didn't have like a career as such Mm -hmm. prior to it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a huge distinction, even in the way in which people deal with the industry once they come out of that, because how long were you in your career for? Like
1: seven years. and. Got to like quite a good level. Yeah, director, I was looking
0: at your LinkedIn yesterday. Yeah. Like you obviously went through, because we said on the way up here, you're working for Omnicrom. Omnicom,
1: yeah. Omnicrom, not Omnicrom. That was pretty much my last job. I did have a part-time freelance after that to stop gap between TikTok. But right. Basically Omnicom. And what were you doing one. there? Uh, campaign director. So I was like working across the group in the UK yeah. on all different clients. I was kind of like a consultant on all clients, basically. Yeah.
0: Do you, because... <laughs> A lot of the creators that we've worked with who have had part-time jobs or full time jobs prior to becoming full-time creators. Yeah. They always ask us like, when's the right time to quit your job? And we're mm. like, we can't tell you that. Yeah. Like that's not that's not our job to tell you. Plus it would be very irresponsible of us to do it. Because yeah. the, the market we're in so so you know, I mean, you know it, it's so volatile. Mm. It must have been a huge decision for you.
1: Yeah, it was big. And I felt like I built up to it for like like nine months probably. Really? Yeah because I, I started having that feeling probably June 22 right? and um, when I started to just even get a few brand deals I was like oh well I started to do the sums and I was like if this happened three or four times a month then maybe I could start to quit, think about quitting my mm. job but then even towards the new year Fe- me and Phoebe were talking about it, and I was like I just don't know if it was right anyway I set the marker of when I make my salaries worth three months in a row mm. then I'll quit right so i did that by march first three months of the year so then i just quit then yeah but that but then i still went to a part-time job because i was still quite nervous Mm. just two days a week freelance Mm. but then i actually finished that one early because by the time i would made the jump i was like okay it's actually fine Mm. yeah but it was really nerve-wracking how do
0: you feel now though so you're a few months down the line from that how are you feeling about that whole do you know
1: like literally i had a catch up with phoebe yesterday i feel better now than at any point since i quit really and i think it's because it isn't if you do have a consistent level of income obviously it's not as easy as just quitting yeah i hate it when you hear like rich and famous celebrities being like oh just chase your dreams and it's fine because it's fucking not like you have to have enough money yeah so that is hard but given that phoebe's done a really good job and i do have a good level of um uh, brand deals coming in Uh. I think that like I feel settled with that now, and I feel like mm. I don't feel like I'm chasing it anymore. I don't feel like right. I, w- I was worried like, oh, we need to get almost too much so I can like really sell down. Yeah. Whereas now I'm just like I'm happy because mm. I used to earn my salary. If I can earn that much, then that, I'm I'm laughing really.
0: Do Do you feel any pressure to take brand deals knowing that that's not your in- your only income?
1: Because um, I feel
0: like that's something that we've heard a lot from creators who have gone full time after having a different income mm. they then they then feel this they feel a bit more pressure to to not i'm not saying work with brands that they just never would have worked with mm. but maybe like the deal isn't as lucrative as they would have wanted it to be or they're getting underpaid but they're going to take it because you know they feel they need to do you I feel any of that
1: thankfully haven't had to feel pressure to do that yet yeah i feel like i've had a good choice and it's always been a little bit more than i needed mm. to choose from mm. but the one thing that has changed is I, I do definitely think about longevity of brand relationships more. Yeah. So before I used to just kind of be like, into it, not into it, whatever, because I was on my salary, yeah. so I didn't really, didn't matter. But now I kind of think, ooh, not quite into it, but maybe it'll lead to another one. Mm. And I do like the brand. So yeah. maybe I'll do it for a bit less or the, for yeah. a rubbish campaign or something. Yeah. So I do think about it a bit more longer term, but that's- I feel I'll like
0: be. what you've been, what's been, really good in terms of the brand deals you've been doing, because I've been looking at them recently, they're all really top brands. Yeah. Like really, you're not really getting any kind of like, I'm not saying like bad brands, but you're, mm, like okay. yours are like Costa, Guinness, like- Yeah, big,
1: I was really happy. Bulldog, Heinz, yeah. and um, Mentos. I feel like I really like doing brand deals considering I'm such a general creator, I don't have mm. a niche. I think it's important for me to do brand deals where like people recognize the name. And it doesn't have to yeah. be like fucking Nike, but like even just like mentors or something, just people like, oh, you yeah. know, because I think if you're a beauty influencer or something, mm. it's kind of in your wheelhouse to be like, hey, I found this new lipstick brand yeah. and it's really good and no one knows about it. Yeah. Whereas for me, if I started doing like something like that, it'd be a bit like, oh. What is he doing? Be a bit, it'd look a bit shitty, I think. Whereas
0: with those bigger brands, you can kind of, People understand why you're doing it because yeah. you're working with this big brand. Uh, what's that like when you're when you're because you because you do work across so many different types of brands? Yeah, yeah. Which I always find is must be incredibly difficult for those type of creators like yourself that yeah. have to. If you, I'm not saying beauty, being a beauty creator or a fashion creator or a fitness creator is easy, mm. but you know what you're doing every time. You're yeah. showing a product that you're using in your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to come up with a brand new. Fucking concept every time.
1: I know. I think about this a lot, actually. I think there's so many pros and cons to having a niche. Yeah. I think the pros are you have like a bubble for your ideas. So you're like, every idea has a context and you can work within that frame. Mm. And so even just creating original content is a bit more difficult if you don't have that. But then on the other hand, Mm. if you're stuck in that niche, you might just Sometimes you might just be like, ah, oh, cause I just can't think of anything. Like I've done yeah. everything I can yeah. possibly do. You know, when you're in a bit of a writer's block and same with the brand deals, like I think the brand deals might be easier to come by with a niche. Yeah. Um, but then on the other hand, like I can kind of do anything with the brand deals when they come. I think that's what makes it exciting, isn't yeah.
0: it? Like you, you, you can work with such a variety of brands, but not even the variety of brands. You can come up with any kind of concept really mm. that it makes sense obviously with regard to a campaign, but you're not stuck in that that niche. Do do you find because I mean you say that you don't really have a niche, but I would call you a comedy creator. Yeah. Do you, do you think f- that's a niche? Probably. I think it's a niche because it's difficult. Are you <laughs> mate, like you not everybody is funny. Like everyone yeah. thinks they might be funny. Or they think they can make comedic content but to make it actually funny Mm. to the masses is quite difficult
1: i appreciate that i think that um i think that um um making comedy content is like is is not necessarily about being funny because i don't think i'm like very very witty Mm. but what i think that i can do is like i can get myself thinking about a topic or a or a story or whatever Mm. and i'll get myself worked up about it and i'll like (laughs) either rant about it or write all these things down and i'll just rant about it to the camera and then i'll cut it all up and i think to be honest other people might just get bored doing that like i'll just i'll say something at the camera for like 30 minutes until i've made myself laugh Mm. that's not really being funny i think i think people like the candidness more than any kind of feeling of like a joke a hundred percent, and I, mean? I think
0: that I think that's where people who are, are trying to be funny fall right. down. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, like I was watching. What was your video? That I was watching this morning, where <laughs> you're buying a can of something from the shop, and they yeah, grab yeah, right, it like yeah. this. I, I hate that. Man. And it is, but it but like those type of candid things that everybody else is thinking is what right. makes it funny. Yeah. But you, but you take it over the top
1: yeah exactly i because but the thing is like i actually don't even pretend that's how i feel and like sometimes i take it too far and people are like me you just need to calm down yeah but um no that is just how i think and i think people it's good if people find that funny um obviously i hope people find it funny but i agree i think it's more about day-to-day almost like
0: lifestyle humor
1: yeah it's not even really comedy i just see it as like talking about stuff and it might be humorous.
0: Have you found that easier or harder to come up with ideas since you quit your job? Because I feel Mm. like you've gone from potentially, you know, working, you know, nine to five, nine to six, Mm. whatever you used to do, having, you know, going into work, whatever you may be doing to now just doing content full time and it's engrossing. Yeah. yeah, Is that easier or harder then? Do
1: you know what? I I think for some creators, it would be a lot easier because- um, if you have like a template for your content, so say it's like, get ready with me. yeah, You can just be like, yeah, I've got all day free. I'm going to film 10, get ready with yeah. me. It's perfect. I think for me, I have found it difficult because partly what fuels my humor is like getting worked up about stuff. <laughs> and I think partly what fueled my TikTok at first yeah. was almost being busy yeah, yeah, at work yeah. and being like, not having really time to do it. And so it ended up having this kind of chaotic energy. I've I finally, right. I've managed to kind of rediscover how to almost induce that in an, because in, I'm not, I'm just at home <laughs> now making videos. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, almost like the stress is not there. Um, So I have to kind of give myself you the stress. You need to get work, worked up. Yeah, you get worked yeah. up at
0: home. Because a lot of your early videos were obviously work related. Yeah. Like Jenny. Is Jenny, is that you? Is that That's your me, voice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always like, is that Fred's voice, or you just got someone in the background being like? I did, know, I did, I did one
1: video like me demonstrating the voice like um, midway last year. Everyone was really disappointed.
0: What that it wasn't? That <laughs> yeah, it was they you. were like,
1: oh, we thought these were real calls, and I was like, mate, <laughs> I'm Koles. literally swearing, I'm effing and blinding on these calls.
0: Jenny that you don't give a fuck about Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah no, I love Jenny. I'll never uh, stop doing Jenny. She goes through peaks and troughs. Like yeah. sometimes. Like a couple of weeks ago, you're in a phase where I'll post Jenny videos and they do really well, yeah, sometimes I'll have a week where they just don't do very well, but I really enjoy it, which is the main thing yeah
0: and um that's it talk about it that's a, lot. a great point that you just made like about making content that you enjoy and not just content that you know might do well mm. Like have you ever fallen into that trap of like, oh, I need to do this. I need to I need to do these videos because I know they're doing well in my algorithm and blah, blah, blah.
1: Mate, I hate it. This is yeah. number one issue for me. Right. It's I, I struggle with it so much. Really? Um when I have a successful video, fingers crossed it happens again. <laughs> you know, like every now and then you'll have a successful video and you'll be like, I guess I should kind of do that again. Yeah. Like in some way. If it's a sketch, fair enough, you can do like an episode two and change it a bit. Yeah. But a lot of the time it's just me talking. So you kind of just have to maybe pick a comment, talk about it again. But most of the time, and I think this is a failure of me, most of the time I'm kind of done with it. Like I've talked about it, I've had my laugh or whatever and I'm done. And yeah, I do have this thing nagging away at me being like, would you be bigger? And I think the answer is yes. Would you be bigger? (laughs) If you had milked every single big video you ever had to absolute death. Well, I mean,
0: ar- I mean, arguably, yeah, definitely, like, yeah. So, but you wouldn't, yeah, but you wouldn't be enjoying it. So then, su- when you yeah. talk about sustainability, you might in a year's time, you might be like, "Fuck this, don't want to do it anymore."
1: Well, I do think there are examples of creators who have gone down the rabbit hole of one idea that went well, 100%. and then it has burnt out, and then all their followers have been like, "Oh, what's happened to the thing?" And they've mm-hmm. been like scrambling to think of the next thing. Yeah. I never want to find myself in that position. And I'm always, I think I'm a bit too scared of it. And I always Mm. run away from series and things like that.
0: And- um, It's also difficult, isn't it? To to figure out what is actually going to go viral because like the one one about the, (laughs) that just makes me laugh because the one that you did, but which went viral about how often you wash your clothing. Oh yeah, it was weird. Like why did like, why? Like it's so on the money though, the video. But you wouldn't have thought before putting that out Mate, that's going to go viral.
1: That was a filler. I'd literally recorded that's that the like funny two thing. weeks before, and that's, I was like, "I've got nothing." That's, to that's the
0: infuriating thing for me about content in general is that nine times out of ten, the videos that take you the quickest or are the least like difficult to think about and conceptualize are the ones that bang.
1: Yeah, and why is it like when you watch another person's video? Yeah, you know within the first three seconds that it's a good one. <laughs> when I all the creators that I love, yeah, I watch a video this is kind of quite sad, but like when I started doing TikTok, I was trying to think through like, what makes a good TikTok? And I used to swipe through TikTok and cover up the likes side. And I used to watch the start and I used to ask myself, is this a good TikTok? Does it have a lot of engagement? That's genius. And then I'd be like, yeah, I think it is. And like nine times out of 10, you're right. And you can always spot the shit ones. And, but then you can't ever do that with your own content. You can't watch your own content with the same eye because you've been through the recording process. And the editing. You just can't see it again for the first time. And so I can almost never predict when it's good. I've only predicted it maybe like
0: 20 times total. Do you ever send your videos to other people to watch first? Yeah,
1: I've got like three people, like my mate, my sister and... My girlfriend.
0: And is that is that to be like, is this good? Or is it like, am I crossing any lines here?
1: Mainly the second one.
0: <laughs> Man, there's been a couple of times where I've just been like,
1: is this going to be received properly? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't even know if I want to say it. I won't say no, it. But no. like, there was a few times where I was just like, it's about a topic that's in the zeitgeist, mm. but it's a sensitive one. Yeah. And I think I'm coming on the right side of it. What do you think? And sometimes it's been great. Sometimes it's been bad. So for instance, one that was good, I won't say the bad ones, one that was good was, (laughs) I did one about um, a rant about, I offered to buy a homeless man a drink, right? and he'd then asked me to buy loads more stuff. And I kind of, half the story was true, and then I ended it in like this joke and whatever. And I was like, is this distasteful? Is this kind of offensive to the homeless community and stuff? And my, and when my mum said, no, I think it's fine. Yeah, I was like, right, yeah, my yeah. mum thinks it's fine. I posted it fine. and it got like 3 million views. And right. I was like, thank fuck for that. But other times it's gone really bad.
0: It's hard, isn't it? It's hard, especially for, you know, it depends what kind of, it depends what type of comedic content that you make. Yeah. But for, I feel like for the type that you make, you do talk about not controversial subjects, but you'd like, you know, sometimes on the line
1: i think it's on the line and i think it's provocative
0: yeah that's that's the yeah. word provocative whereas like there's other people on our roster like i don't know to name names but who do like a bit more clean mm. comedy yeah so like they never really have to worry about mm. the jokes they make mm. like do you do you worry about any backlash
1: yeah i do you yeah do? I, I think that um, i worry about it because i think sometimes my, my content is quite easy to misinterpret yeah or, or maybe it's a fault of how i'm putting it out but i think because i swear and because i rant mm. people often see it as aggressive when it actually can be about quite menial stuff yeah it can be about like the airports but then people get quite angry in the comments because i'm angry you know but i'm <laughs> angry because it's funny yeah so i think It's sometimes how it's received can be difficult because of the way I do it. But also, yeah, I do worry about backlash in general because sometimes, especially when you're telling stories, you can miss out a piece of context that makes the story fine. Literally, it can be the difference of one word and it'll be fine versus Mm. absolute outrage. And if you get it wrong sometimes and you maybe don't go on your phone for a day, Mm. you might be like, fucked. Yeah. and it might be in the Daily Mail the next day. It, that's, you know I
0: mean? and, that, and that's the thing with short form content. It's yeah. very, very, very difficult to get any context into those. Or well, like you say, it's very easy to leave out context in those in those videos. Have you had much hate over the years?
1: No, thankfully no. Um, but there's just been individual videos. Mm. I think it happens when you penetrate a new group of people. Yeah. So like um, regular videos, they go out, they hit the same demographic that I've got. But then sometimes if you post a video that maybe goes extra big or is extra pertinent, so it's a, posted at the right time about a particular topic, you might hit a community that you've never hit before and they might either not know your style hmm. or just might not agree with you and then, and then you get it. So there's been a few times I remember I, it wasn't actually an offensive video and I'm not going to repeat anyway, but um, I did one about the royal family. Um, during the coronation or something. And people really care about the royal family, man. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't have no, I had no idea how much they cared about the royal family. There's, there's
0: like two types of people, isn't there? There's either like people. Yeah. There's three. There's people who hate them, people who's like, not arse. But then there's people that die hard. Yeah.
1: And do you know what? Every, each to their own. Yeah. But this video just rubbed up the latter group <laughs> big time and I deleted that sharpish.
0: Yeah. So, so I do worry about it. It's Yeah. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because. What I was kind of getting to about the the type of comedy you make is like that's you though. So yeah. if you started doing the more like cookie cutter, mm. not as like on the line stuff, then you would be even more in I don't know I don't know what the word is, but like in risk of like not not growing anymore.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a few times where I've posted things that might have been on the line, and maybe the comments were split, but because it's me and because I Sounds weird, but because I agree with me, <laughs> I was like, "I'll keep it up." But then there's other times where you're like, "You you are trying to force it a bit," yeah, and um, yeah. and then you get the comments, and you're like, "Do you know what? I don't even really stand by it," and yeah. you kind of take it take it down, yeah.
0: For me, right? So, and um, I mean this in the nicest way possible. Like, yeah. I don't feel like you grew up. I don't know. I don't know what your story is, your backstory is. Yeah. But this is what I want to ask. I feel like you went through your career. But you didn't grow up going, I want to be like a comedy creator. Right,
1: right, right.
0: Am I right in that? No. Like but I see why you
1: think that. Right. Yes. I, I've I wish that I was in that 22 year old category that you've got. Yeah. Um I tried to make videos on every platform that has been now. Because you, you did Vine for a while. Vine, yeah. Yeah. We're similar age, right? What are you 20,
0: twenty-nine. Yeah. After, yeah. 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 So
1: try I tried everything. I just tried it bad. I just think TikTok. Right the algorithm is so liberal. Yeah. You can kind of always, well,
0: not always, but you can just like strike gold. But when you were, when you were like, a, like a kid kid, like yeah. you know, seven or eight,
1: were, yeah, you, well, were, you, was...
0: were you like the funny kid?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I know like... it sounds weird, but like yeah, I'm always yeah.
0: fascinated to, to know like people who are funny when they're older, like were they always like the, right, cl- right, the right. class clown? Like,
1: I like... was the class clown in certain classes where the teacher, where I got on with the teacher. I was right. never the class clown that wanted to be like adversarial. Right, yeah, um, yeah. So, if a teacher was fun or whatever, um, and I would always be filming sketches with certain mates. Really, so right? I okay. remember the first sketch kind of show I tried to film, I was probably like eleven, and we had video camera, and we were in the garden, and it was just complete rip offs of Money Python and that. It was just <laughs> like all bullshit, and it was like it was just so bad. Yeah, but before that, I used to do like obviously sounds stupid but like when you're six or seven Mm. in the playground like making up doing comedy stuff Uh. um so yeah i think i always was that but i'm not like some i'm not trying to make out like i'm fucking some like prodigy like i am i know what you're getting at like i am i'm not like i'm not like someone who was going to break through regardless i just happen to
0: have done no i think i think where it comes from for me is like because i know that you've had this like seven year long fair not corporate career yeah, but like very corporate actually. yeah okay yeah. so the corporate career it seems like like I, I i don't know if i don't know if i saw you as this like the comedian kid if that makes sense yeah yeah no but if that's if sense, that's yeah. what you were it's interesting to hear that's that's what you were like because so many of the creators not just on a roster but the people that i've worked with before they were like from day one had cameras in their hand yeah Yeah. Like trying to make youtube videos from like tiny ages so it's cool to hear that you were doing vine and all this stuff yeah from day one i
1: think the diff the difference there might be that like um with that younger generation Mm. youtube was a thing by the time they were eight and i think whereas for us mate paul burnham's a bit older than us and he kind of started youtube well
0: we like i really i don't want to make it sound like a violin story but i feel like we missed our five years we missed it a bit bit, because our phones that we had in school Mm. you couldn't film on that it was like i don't even remember like little black like samsung things and like it was no like knockers and they were so grainy yeah like you couldn't make content if
1: you remember being sent the panda sneezing then (laughs) you're too old to have been at the right did you have
0: um bebo yeah People as mint, mint. <laughs> Top yeah. five. Top normal. five
1: friends. It was <laughs> top six thing ever. Yeah, like- And the, you would like see yourself move down after a day.
0: I know, you'd be like, why? They'd be like, the most, the most social media that we kind of had, and I know Facebook and everything came in, but I had like MSN when you'd get home. Yeah. And you'd like talk to your mates. Mate, yeah, like, I'd
1: rinse MSN. Would you be on it for like hours?
0: Literally get home and sit there to speak to the people that I'd just been in school with. But
1: uh, it's almost like school would happen there more yeah. than at school. Yeah. <laughs> like all the kind of breaking up with you and all this. <laughs> on msn
0: it's so true mate but
1: no i i agree i think um so i i just use bo burnham you know bo burnham i use him as the guide because he's 32 Mm. and he's kind of when he started youtube i feel like he was a pioneer of being a youtube creator yeah and so you know he was what 15 16 17 when he started doing it and that's a good example of the kind of time we could have started doing it but i just really think that people born in like 98 Mm. they had it perfect
0: yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah thinking about it i'd say yeah like i was saying the majority of our roster is probably born between 98 and 2002 Mm. and they because they just grew up with it
1: and do you think that people born maybe 2005 they're almost two in it do you you feel like that i I feel like
0: they're oversaturated i feel like they're all doing the exact same thing where they're kind of living this like nomad lifestyle 100%. in london they don't none of them have jobs or anything and they're just kind of like <laughs> making, making this like random content that i don't understand no yeah like it's like it's just lifestyle content
1: my biggest thing i've felt is that i think they they feel like they're expected to be a fully formed human by the time they're like 16
0: i think there's a lot of pressure on this generation now that if yeah. you're 22 and you've not made it yeah you're a failure because i'll tell you one wild. thing
1: yeah i'll tell you one thing for free if i was able to have been successful on any app when yeah. i was like 15 they would be
0: fucking deleted <laughs> like they,
1: yeah. that i was not i'm not happy with anything i created before the mm. age of 25
0: have you still got any of those videos that like you were making back in the day
1: i actually do wish i had them i wish they i'm glad they're not out in public right. but at, you know when vine read yeah. the servers i um i lost them all
0: so no but you know when you were you said you were younger and you were making videos yeah. like monty python type stuff yeah you got them
1: yeah i do have a few of them yeah but also you gotta put
0: them out people would love to (laughs) see that home video type stuff
1: they're just awful awful like i i can't i can't even describe to you how bad i mean do, do you do you remember making videos and stuff when you were younger
0: we didn't make um we didn't make videos my nan filmed us as kids oh, nice. when we were like we'd make like forts out of the sofas and yeah, yeah like pretend it would be a ship and like play stories and all that kind of stuff so we've got those videos but I, I i i am not creative whatsoever okay well i'm not creative in terms of like being on camera okay i used to the way i got into the industry is that i basically blagged that i could use a video camera mm. and got a job in the states oh, and then nice the month leading up to moving there i learned how to use the camera so then i did right (laughs) yeah yeah. 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 (laughs) still learning um i'm literally yeah i spent about a year doing like videography photography so like i'm not creative by any means but i know how to like maybe you maybe i could use one of these if i really really tried right okay Um, sounds
1: quite enterprising then you just kind of went for it
0: i just my sister used to say fake it fake it till you make it type of thing and a lot of times it is like and I, I think that about business quite a lot I think that some people think that I mean you've probably had it in like your big companies you've worked with where your managers really are just staying one step ahead
1: I completely agree like I'm not saying this about everyone I think there are a lot of people very committed to their job and so they should be Yeah. but I think there are like the vast majority of people just kind of want to get the day done and go home, mm. or the night done and go home. Whenever you might be working, and um, I kind of think that's fine. I do, yeah. And I think that like, I don't think
0: everybody has to love what they're doing. No, I think I, I think yeah. it's a pipe dream that like has been thrown around. I also love the pipe the the saying: "Do something you love, and you'll never work another day in your life." Is bollocks because because it is yeah. because even if you're doing something you love, say you're a footballer, right? Yeah, and you're playing football for United, and you're playing you know for England. Mm. There's parts of that job that you hate. 100%. Or,
1: Everyone literally looks forward to the holiday, even footballers. Yeah. They're like, we don't have enough holiday.
0: you being content creator, you probably love a lot of it. But there's yeah. parts of it where you're like, I cannot be bothered posting <laughs> this video again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like writing the caption.
1: Yeah, TikTok kicked me with the ass again. The yeah. algorithm's fucked up. Oh, but last, time, last week I was in Barcelona with my girlfriend having a break. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Everyone wants a holiday yeah. from whatever they're doing.
0: Do you... The reason why I was like, you need to put out those old videos is because I always... Th- think that it's really important for people to show their their like growth on a mm. platform like it, you didn't always you didn't always know how to film that great yeah. POV video that mm. you can do now mm. there were times where like it wasn't as good yeah and i feel like it's important to show like new creators coming through how how like you've evolved over those years yeah yeah do you ever see yourself now as being It sounds like a bit of a weird word, but a bit of a role model for like up and coming creators.
1: Um, I guess a bit sometimes I get messages that make me feel a bit like that because they'll kind of be like, How did you do this? and whatever. Um, but I think it's, I think it's uh misplaced because I I don't actually think that anyone can be a role model for anyone because I think a lot of it is kind of chance, yeah, especially with algorithms. Mm -hmm. But, um, I agree and i think i've made a i've made a point of not removing hundreds and hundreds of videos from when i started that were really terrible because you know they might pop up in the algorithm but someone might just be like oh i guess this is what fred used to do Mm. like i used to do completely different stuff and i was just trying loads of stuff out Mm. so i
0: i agree in that sense yeah do you go back to all your comments and messages and all (laughs) that kind of stuff
1: i read i read probably all of them but Mm. I don't reply to, I tend not to reply to DMs really. Yeah. Unless they're like really, really like, I don't know, emotional or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, no, I tend not to reply to DMs. And if anyone's watching, I would love to. But like, <laughs> I just, I just kind of think it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh,
0: but comments,
1: I, I do, I do reply to comments. I find them funny, but there's just, uh, sometimes I just, yeah, I, I can't, like engage with all of it yeah. do you find
0: it mad though that now there's like random people out there who know who you are
1: yeah, yeah. quite a few recently you know like it's really funny it, it comes in like gluts yeah i think there's like this consciousness of everyone mm. that is kind of like the last two weeks of their social media life yeah and it's just yeah. like after two weeks is over that deletes that deletes and it just goes on because like if you have like a particularly big or well-engaged video, it doesn't even have to be big, but if it gets kind of shared quite a lot in your community, hmm. you'll find you'll get like people spotting you a lot in the next week or two. Hmm. And then after that, it's just, it reminds you that like, it's really short-term memory. Don't get too big for your boots because then no one,
0: no one for like weeks. Yeah. And then you'll have another big one, suddenly everyone again. That's why I think it's it's actually so important for creators to remember how consistent you have to be. Yeah. Because you can have those amazing viral videos and you can be doing really well, but if you fall off for a month, two yeah. months, and you're like, I'm just going to have a break, you you can get forgotten very quickly, especially with how many creators there are now. Like 100%, yeah. Everybody's a creator now.
1: I've really, like, on um, I wouldn't say recently, but over time have really settled with this feeling of, like, just going with the waves of the ups and downs. Yeah like i think last time phoebe was being really nice and complimentary when i had i had a glut of like big loads of views and she was like your views are great at the moment and i was like yeah but like they weren't good three weeks ago and they won't they won't be good three weeks from now mm. and maybe three weeks after that they'll be great again i just think sometimes the algorithm gives you a push sometimes you're creatively on fire mm. sometimes you're not and sometimes it doesn't and like I don't want, I don't like to get too hung up on like the good times and the bad times Um, because it is, you're right. It's more about just like every day, just post something Mm -hmm. because like the, um, how often do I wash my clothes thing? You don't know when the next one is going to be, you can never tell. So I just force myself to post stuff, even if a little inkling is like, that might be shit. So long as it's not offensive, just get it out. You, it, it might be good.
0: So do, do you take much notice of the algorithm? And like, are you, cause like from working in marketing, I, I know that you will have a good understanding of mm. how marketing strategies and content strategies work. Yeah. So do, how much do you look into that? Like, like how much are you planning ahead and going, I know I need to post this many times a day at this time, or are you just being like, I just need to get content out?
1: I've had phases of planning it. Right. But it's kicked me in the nuts because I think as soon as you think you've worked out the TikTok algorithm, uh, yeah, it'll yeah, change, yeah. or you haven't. Yeah. Like I think Instagram, you can plan that a bit more. You can kind mm. of be like, these days are better, yeah. these times are better. But TikTok, mate, like,
0: could be any day. I can't
1: fucking predict it. Like some big videos are come. I post it at like two a.m. on a whim because I haven't posted anything in the last day. Some big videos I just didn't think were big, Mm. wrong captions, wrong hashtags. Some were perfect. Mm. Some I thought I'd planned, but like I've had times where I've been like, oh yeah, I get it now. These are the times I'm gonna post. This is how much I'm gonna post. Mm. It kicks me in the nuts. And so for for a while now I've been settled on, post when you are, post one thing every day at least. Mm. But if you have a day that's more creative than other days, post them all that day. Like right. so, like the other day, I made like four things, and because um, I was feeling up for it, mm. and I used to keep them until like the right time. Yeah. But then I'm like, look, if you're thinking these things, if you're it's relevant, if you're yeah, if you're doing these things, if this is yeah. the time of day for you, it'll be the time of day for them. Just put it out. So, so even you, if so like you don't sit eight, on a
0: lot of drafts
1: anymore, I used to sit on tons. I used to have yeah. like 25 at once. Yeah. But now I don't. I really try not to, unless it's like I'm like do you know what that's so average that mm. like i'll just leave it for a quiet day yeah you know
0: like it's good enough to post but maybe just not 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 it, right it, now. there's
1: no need to just you know yeah
0: does it does it stress you out when maybe you're you've not posted that day and you're like oh fucking hell it's 10 p.m and i need to film something or do you not give yourself that well pressure? i've always got
1: three or four drafts like Ready for those go. days yeah um i would say that uh so so no that doesn't stress me out. And if no. I really do get to the end of the day and there's nothing, I'm happy to post nothing. Mm. Because just just like I said, like just as you can post 10 things and 10'll go great or they'll 10'll go shit, you can't there's no point trying to work it out.
0: How how are you feeling about balancing different platforms? Like having to post mm. regularly across really like three or four different platforms. Yeah,
1: this is probably what I'm thinking about most at the moment. Right. Um my new mission to kind of work through this. Um, yeah. I think I've had a phase of trying to cross pollinate everything. Mm. I think I'm moving on from that now. I think it might be kind of a hindrance to engagement to always be trying to move people across Yeah, because pe- when you're on a certain platform, you want the content for that platform, you know, and you don't want to see content you've seen somewhere else and you don't wanna see content that feels like it's for somewhere else. And so I have had a phase of reposting quite a lot on Instagram, right. what I've posted on TikTok. And literally in the last week, I've kind of been like, I'm gonna stop doing that. I'm gonna, a tweet's gonna be a tweet. A, a YouTube video is gonna be for YouTube. Not the shorts, I, I, I just repost my shorts. Yeah. Cause you know, and Instagram ones are gonna be curated from TikTok. TikTok is like my dumping ground I'll just put everything up there. The alg- algorithm can handle it. Mm. But I'm trying to have like, not a different persona, but a tangibly, tangibly different approach because they are different. Mm. And I think for too long, I was kind of, it was too homogenized across them all. And so, I guess the answer is I'm trying to like, that's I'm trying to not be pressured by it. But anymore. that's
0: quite interesting though, because from what I'm getting from that, correct me if I'm wrong, is it's not the workload. It's, you're, you're wanting to be original across the different platforms.
1: Uh, wait, what do you mean by that?
0: Because like most creators that I talk to about, it is quite a lot of work mm. to post across three different platforms and make unique content across different platforms. Yeah, You you didn't seem then you cared about the workload. It was more, you didn't want to be reposting things that weren't, you know, yeah. to Instagram specific.
1: So I think the, yeah, I think the biggest um, culprits are... Um, Reposting my type of content can be quite candid and quite like easy breezy. Mm. If I repost too much of that to Instagram, it just doesn't suit Instagram, right? Yeah. So I, what I mean is, I'm trying to curate the Instagrammy TikToks. Yeah. So the ones that maybe have a bit more thought editing or whatever. Yeah. And also another culprit is reposting TikToks to Twitter, maybe even without the watermark. Always without a watermark. Yeah. Um but people can just tell. Mm. And so I've stopped doing that. I'm trying to just do videos for Twitter that are just complete bullshit and people seem to like that. Yeah. So I guess yes and no. Like I'm not being completely original on all platforms. Sometimes I might reconstitute an idea mm. for different platforms in different ways. Yeah. But I'm just trying not to be the exact same on all. I of saw
0: them. I saw you started doing a lot more um long form YouTube videos at yeah. the moment. How's that been?
1: I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I've I've it's like a new lease of life. Yeah. Because- um, It's completely different. You know? Yeah. And I think there is a bit of pressure. Like when you feel like you have to fulfill a certain level of engagement to get brand deals and things like that mm. on TikTok, mm. I'm looking at YouTube and I'm like, no one fucking follows me there. I can just post what I want. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. And you can almost be in the um, frame of mind of like, this is new, just like TikTok was new. Yeah. And I'm going to push it just like I did push TikTok and maybe something will strike gold. Yeah,
0: that's, that's so weird. Like yeah. considering YouTube is new. New for me. I mean? yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I love it because it is like the oldest ongoing platform. Yeah. And to to see it from a short form video creator, enjoying it as new yeah. is really cool. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a cool thing to, to consider because
1: I've, I've noticed a lot of creators doing that yeah. by the way, of you? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, almost being like rediscovering YouTube yeah do you know why I think it is I think it's because it's just fucking harder
0: (laughs) like I'm not gonna say anything except for the fact that just time span of making a long form video and editing and coming up to it it is harder it's hard and it's all the thing is until shorts came in yeah it was one of the hardest platforms to grow a following. Impenetrable. It was so hard to grow those subscribers. Now shorts have come in. People are getting a million followers, two million followers. Yeah. But their views on long form aren't going up no. at the same ratio. Mm. So it's still difficult. To me, I'm not looking at people's subscriber base anymore. I'm looking at what their views on long form videos are. Yeah, yeah. Because that's where the real key to know whether or not they're performing well on the platform yes. is. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's it is hard, mate. Like to the other, thing with, the other thing with YouTube, with TikTok, say you get started and something goes viral and then you put out 10 videos and it doesn't do very well. Yeah. That 11 video could still go viral. Mm. YouTube, you put out a long form video and it does nothing. You get 20 views. Yeah. The next one's getting 20 views yeah, yeah, yeah. and the next one and the algorithm will really, really kick you in the ass It
1: drags it out. Like yeah. it's, um, it's so consistent. Yeah. It's yeah, mental. Yeah. I, like my long form videos get... A thousand views every time. Yeah, no more, no less.
0: But there will be a tipping point if you if you if you stay consistent mm. and you make content that's engaging and adds value and all of the things that you're supposed to do with content. There will be a tipping point, point. and once you get that yeah. tipping point, and it's and it and it goes off, it will then be hard to do badly. Yeah.
1: Again. Well, I hope so. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is what I was thinking about the cross pollinating thing. I think it's most important with YouTube. Mm. YouTube stuff has to be made for YouTube. 100%. And... They're
0: different, different views.
1: Completely different. And it has to be completely new ideas. Yeah. You can't just film the same idea. Um, like YouTube, the whole thing has... The whole concept, presentation, everything has to be different. And um, so I am really committed to, like, making my long-form YouTube, like, um, I guess, offering. Yeah. Being like really authentic and original and true to me,
0: because um, it's more about you, like yeah. your YouTube, like compared to the the TikToks that you make, which are like candid videos about everyday life. Yeah. This is actually your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that a bit weird to so like share that kind of side of you? It's a
1: bit weird, but I don't know. I guess we talk about it now. <laughs> I've been having a thought, thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I think I really want to niche up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm so super general on TikTok and Instagram. I love it. It's lease of life. Can just do what I want. Yeah. But it's hard to get brand deals of a certain type and blah blah blah. So I said to Phoebs, I think I'm gonna be niche as fuck. Yeah. And I'm gonna be like, so the algorithm
0: knows what I'm doing. That's super smart. Like I um I've got some notes that Phoebe sent me yesterday oh, yeah. about just things you talked about yeah, yesterday, yeah, yeah. and that was one of them. Yeah. But with YouTube, if you can be niche as fuck, as you as you said. Yeah it's so imperative to doing well like it's it's such like a cheat code of doing well because there's always an audience for whatever that nice thing is like yeah. one of the i've said this before on the podcast but one of my favorite youtube channels and it's the nerdiest thing in the world is this cartoon youtube channel all about history so it'll be oh, like yeah. it'll, it'll teach you about like world war one in like right. a comedic way yeah, yeah yeah they put out a video once every six months people love it 10 million views every time yeah Uh, it's solid it's mental have you
1: seen um like that cur- cursed gats, what's that one He no. does like uh scientific things right. and yeah similar just tons of views
0: and yeah. like um there's always like murder mystery ones and things like that and yeah like the, um ellen and neil does loads of stuff about yeah. um murders and unsolved crimes and things like that and yeah like that kind of i know i'm not saying you're going to do that kind of niche stuff but it is important to be a what so what kind of niche are you going to try
1: so mate like Another thing about my childhood is I was always <laughs> trying to make films, write films. Um, cause you
0: did t- TV and film at uni, did, right? Did a film degree at yeah.
1: uni. Film is like my hidden passion, hidden right. in the sense that for some reason, I just don't talk about it on TikTok. Mm. I don't fucking know why I'm trying to make myself, but I just thought I was suddenly like "Ding! I want to talk about this all day with my friends. Mm. I should just make this my niche on YouTube. The only problem is it's actually not that niche. So what I'm trying to do is right. I'm tr- almost trying to niche it more because like film and TV everyone fucking talks about film and TV.
0: Like yeah, there's so
1: many YouTubers. that So do. are
0: you to- are you talking about niching it down to teaching people about how to do stuff? No, or- no,
1: no. I'm, I'm 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 not good enough for that. I think um, <laughs> I'm talking about like making it. Uh, so that's the topic but i'm talking right. about making the format really really specific got so you. look okay. i'm just gonna say my one of the ideas right. i've got it's okay. shit no no it won't i love listing things right i love ranking yeah, things. yeah. oh yeah okay so i'm thinking about making a literally a channel that's literally about just me ranking shit yeah because i think it um, encourages conversation to be like oh fred ranks
0: fucking chris nolan films or whatever isn't it weird that at the beginning of this conversation we were talking about the benefits of not niching yeah and now i know you're on a different platform i know yeah <laughs> making a niche about lists. would you agree that it is more
1: important on youtube or is that just in my head no i do
0: think it's important i think i think that i think there's a huge benefit to to uh, yeah i take i'm not taking back what i said earlier but i think there is a huge benefit to having a niche but on um, but i think you don't have to have a niche yes i don't think you have to have a niche but there's a huge benefit to having one in that The algorithm, from an algorithmic point of view, having a niche is like the only, having a niche and being consistent and having high quality videos Mm. and adding value are the four things that I would say make it important in the algorithm.
1: Yeah, I I just think that, well, I think I'm a good example that if you you don't have a niche on TikTok, Mm. you can penetrate with like day-to-day things and that, can, that doesn't have to be comedic. Mm. I think if you try and just like be yourself on YouTube, I think those days are done. Mm. I think you could back in the day, you could kind of just get big being like, hey, I'm going out and about in London. But like, you can't do that. I don't anymore. think the
0: vlog channels are ever doing as well anymore. No, There, there are still obviously really great vlogging channels. And there's the, frankly famous people that have vlog type channels and people want to see it about their really cool life.
1: Or people who are in a niche that then expanded yeah yeah.
0: exactly but the majority of the if if you like have you ever um have you ever completely signed out of youtube or even like gone on a brand new laptop Mm. not logged into like any google account and then just like gone onto youtube and and, and seen what the algorithm shows you i find that such a fascinating way of figuring out what the algorithm is feeding people Mm. and it's all the same stuff it's news it's entertainment but it's also like the Mister Beasts of the world and the mm-hmm. Side of the world, and like you start, and then and then really niche things like mm-hmm. history videos or mm-hmm. like um, the creators that yeah. do like carpentry and like yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's those kind of videos that get thrown to you. And I always find that a super easy way to go. Like, what kind of content is doing well right yeah.
1: now? Yeah, mate. I my algorithm gives me, and I don't even like any of this stuff. <laughs> and I love watching the videos. It gives me trains, golf. Um, Boxing for some reason. These are literally not even my interest, and yet I watch them constantly. Mate,
0: we're about we're about to lose whoever is looking to listen to this. We're about to lose them because I am <laughs> terrible at golf, but my YouTube is full. I love watching Rick Shields. Golf. Rick Shields, man. The, have you seen them? four? You know, four brothers. Mm. You know, they're, they're TikTokers. They're literally four brothers, and one I've of them's that. got curly hair. Okay, um, but they're pretty big TikTokers. I right. think they've got like two or three million. Like, but they've started a YouTube channel for golf called Four. It's spelled like that's really four good. Bro- yeah, yeah. brothers. It's doing great. And yeah, it, and it's the it same is. as Rick Shields, like playing golf rounds, but because they're funny.
1: This is inspiration yeah, because exactly. you don't have to even do something that you know anything about. No, I should just think about like what I could, just shit I could do. Yeah. So
0: long as it's a thing, yeah. then it's a niche. I mean, yeah. that, this, I think that the thing that's true of you is you're, you're naturally comedic. So anything you do, and it might be embarrassing for me to say it in front of you, but like anything you do will be funny. So you just need to do stuff on YouTube. What a terrible strategy that is. <laughs> just do stuff on YouTube. i talking about niche all, all the time. Oh, and like, oh, no. just, just do something. Just do something. No, but you know what I'm no, saying. No, I think
1: you're right, mate. And I, I am an obsessive fucking lister and I would actually love to sit there every week and be like, I'm going to rank whatever.
0: Do you have a list full of like video ideas? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's too big actually. I can't get down it. It's annoying.
0: When do you, whenever you just come up with an idea, you just pop it on there. And...
1: Yeah, and I'm like, but there's too many on there, and I find myself organising it sometimes. I'm like, oh fucking hell!
0: I end up just filming stuff in the moment. Yeah, and I barely use it to be honest. Yeah. What um, I need to ask you what what are your plans for the future then? Like, what are the next big steps for Fred?
1: Big steps for Fred are I want YouTube to be. This sounds mental right now. I want YouTube to be my primary platform. No, I
0: love that. And I'm glad you're saying it. Because I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think all creators should. I think YouTube should be the one for all creators because it's the only one that's a sustained.
1: It's a better moneymaker. Yeah. It's more consistent. It's yeah. not going anywhere. No. And I think you get better money. Sorry, brand deals off it. Yeah. When I said moneymaker, I meant like the YouTube giveaway. Yes, yeah, for me, yeah right? the answer. Um So yeah, I want that to be my primary platform. Yeah. Two, ideally, um, I'd like to find... Um, I guess like a job. (laughs) I'd like to find a job off the back of my TikToking and whatever that would mean that I don't have to rely on TikTok, Right. So I guess YouTube counts as one of those things, but like I was talking with Phoebe yesterday, like I'd love to be a TV presenter.
0: Yeah. I want to be like,
1: I want to present this fucking shit podcast on my YouTube. I'm starting swearing more now. I'm getting relaxed. (laughs) Um, And that can almost be a show reel along with TikToks and be like, Mm. this is my personality. I'd really like to help present. You know, one of those like spin-off reality show, it's on on the Sunday night.
0: Like bullshit.
1: I'll I'll go audition for shit like that. Do you
0: know what I can see you doing? Yeah. And I, I literally have just thought of this. But you know, Ian Sterling does Love Island voiceover. Yeah, exactly. You could be the next voiceover. I would love to do of, that. Because like, you've got such a distinct voice when you do yeah. the TikToks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- actually, that's that's what you got to
1: do. So I want to find yeah. something that's not TikTok because TikTok's fantastic. I love yeah. it. I have a good time. But I don't feel like a TikToker. I, I, I'd never that's really interesting. have. And that's probably what you're sensing when you think yeah. you didn't grow up as a video Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't feel like a TikToker I don't
0: feel like it suits me I think it's done
1: me a job but I want to jump
0: yeah when I think of you even just not even just like personally when I think of you I don't think of TikToker yeah I just think of like a creator
1: yeah yeah so I I want YouTube and something else fingers crossed nice Mm
0: -hmm. mate my last question to you is and I'm asking this to everyone. What is your biggest lesson that you've learned on social media, which you can give to the next, you know, creators out there?
1: Really boring one. Already said it, but um, post one thing a day, even if it's shit. Even if you can't think of anything, Yeah, video that and post that. Yeah. Because literally, okay, I'll be like fair 80% of the time. My big videos are
0: What's going on? All right, thanks. Cheers.